Aloha and good morning, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted. Oh man, I'm so excited today. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. <clears throat> I am your host, Brother Mike Dillard. What y'all up to today, man? What you up to this morning? Or wherever this message is, finally you may be listening at night and you like, why is this dude so animated? <laughs> Man, I can't help but be excited. The Lord, don't you know how good God is? God is so good. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ. He is amazing. And he's pouring out the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is moving all over this world. I mean, in technically, he's everywhere. But what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that. It's, it's, a, it's a new dispensation of the Holy Spirit. He's being poured out on God's people in abundance, in abundance. Oh, man, it's just such an exciting time, not just for me. I mean, things are popping off for me on the daily where I just find myself going, wow, 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 right? But for my brothers and sisters all around the world, Right? It's time for the sons and the daughters of the Most High God to be made manifest, to be revealed. It's time. It's time. And because it's time, and hey, I didn't forget the title of this. Title's coming. And because it is time, the time is now. What is going to begin happening and what is already happening throughout the earth is that the Holy Spirit is quickening the body of Christ, the body of Christ. And as he quickens the body of Christ to get us into the proper position, you know, our hearts have to be in the proper alignment to receive uh, these blessings that 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 the Lord has sent to us. Right. We have to our hearts have to be in the proper uh, position, so to speak. So what's what's happening right now is. The Holy Spirit is going through our hearts and he's convicting us of certain sins or certain hurts because it's not always about a sin, but it's about it's about heartache and heartbreak and, and things, areas that you have that have not been healed yet. And this leads me to today's title for this show. Took a minute to get there, but I did get there. We're going to call this one Secret Hindrances of the blessing. Ooh, that sounds good. Secret, the secret hindrance, the secret hindrances of the blessing. <laughs> okay, so what is this? What is the secret hindrance or hindrances of the blessing? Y'all know this is a, a live and dynamic podcast. Now, come on now. It's 441 in the morning here. Yes, I've been up for about two hours. But anyway, as the message comes up, wherever I, you know, oh, God help me today. <laughs> I'm so excited. I got to get my mind together. Jesus help me. Listen, wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down, right? Wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So let's hit it. Okay. So on today's episode, we are excited. Why? Because we know that the blessings of God have been released in such a way 
Like, like you ain't never had blessings like this. I'm telling you, this is the season that we're in. The blessings, the, the level of abundance that is coming. This ain't no name it or claim it. This ain't no uh, uh, prosperity gospel. This is not what this is. It is time. It is time. I'm going to say it again. It is time. Right? Hello? It's time. The transference of wealth is now. Now. Good God. Hallelujah. My neighbors probably think I'm crazy up in here. It's four something in the morning. I'm up in my house making all this noise. What can I do? <laughs> it's exciting. Listen, listen. It's time. There is a transference of wealth, of power, of influence that the Lord has implemented right now. It's time. So it's the whole, you know, those that are last shall be first. I mean, you know, the world has always made sport of God's people, you know, and, you know, the very rich and the very fabulous and wealthy. <laughs> those people. More often than not, are not godly people. The people that run the world, so to speak, are not godly people. They're wicked people, right? And they think because they got money, because the Lord allowed them the time on this planet to breathe the air that he gave them. He, he allowed them the, the deals that they, they made to, to accrue all of that cash. See, the Lord allowed them. But they don't acknowledge the Lord. They think that, and like the Bible talks about, like it's like their wealth is their armor, but they are deceived. Because my Bible clearly says the earth and the fullness thereof belong to the Lord. It doesn't say it belongs to Satan. It doesn't say it belongs to the it doesn't say it belongs to the wicked. And even though the Lord did say that Satan is the God of this world, he, he doesn't mean that he is God. He ain't God. But he's God to his people. He's God to this this world system. Right. But, oh, no, don't get it twisted. Everything belongs to the Lord Jesus. Everything. And so when he wants to make a withdrawal from some wicked person's account, that's his privilege. Why? Because it's all his money anyway. So what we're witnessing as we look around the world and we see all of these famous people and that had been prophesied by a sister. I heard that. From a sister about two years ago, she prophesied that, said, oh, it's coming. The Lord's going to start, you know, there's going to be a lot of people dying. A lot of people, famous people, rich people, wealthy people dying, right? Why? They basically had been given a platform and they didn't do what they were supposed to do with it, right? He's, he's removing them all out, 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 remove. And then he's, he's putting his people in. He's inserting his people, people who have a heart to serve him, people who have a heart to serve others, people who have a heart uh, 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 to love other people, to put others before themselves. See, in this new age, this new dynamic age, right? Come on. The enemy's got a new world order, but see, the Lord's got a brand new world for him, right? Come on. God is bringing his people into a brand new world and he is in the process of, of setting up his government, so to speak. Right. So now what, what you're going to see happening more and more is godly people are going to be taking those places of office. People that pray, <laughs> people that fast, people that have the Holy Ghost, people that pray in tongues, people whose hearts 
and their minds and their lives and their wills and their finances and everything that they have is submitted unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, it's no more time for games. Just like in the last message, hey, I, no, stop the shenanigans now. It's, it's shenanigans done, done, right? It's time to take dominion on this planet. It's time to take dominion. And why also is the Lord doing that? Because he's coming soon, right? He's coming soon. And this is a great harvest. It's time for the great harvest harvest of souls before Jesus Christ returns. He's coming soon and he's coming soon for a church without spot, blemish or wrinkle. But he is coming soon. And so the people, uh, the, the opportunities will be made available to people all around the world to come to Jesus Christ. People in the boardroom, right? People in the lunchroom, okay? People on the street, people that, that you meet, it's going to be all over, right? Because God's people are going to be front and center, in charge. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, Satan's evil government, his world system will still be in place and all of that stuff. But what the Lord has implemented, nobody can stop that. So the devil can't, the devil can't stop God from taking these people and taking his breath back from, from, from Satan's slaves. Because that's what they chose to be. They chose to be Satan's slave. Right. If you're not living for Jesus Christ, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, guess what? You are Satan's slave. Ooh, oh, don't say that, Mike. That's not politically correct. That's not popular to say that. It is the truth. It's the truth. Here's a quick illustration, and then I'm gonna get back to my point. Okay. The Matrix movies. We all know the Matrix with Neo. He's made, you know, oh, he's like dodge, he's flipping over backwards, he's dodging bullets and all types of stuff, right? By the way, that movie was actually written by a, a Christian woman, a black Christian woman. She wrote that script, and then it was actually stolen from her by the Wachowski, or however you pronounce their name, brothers, who both are now are women, I believe, or they're trying to be women. They've uh, undergone uh, sex changes or whatever. But um, anyway... So when you watch The Matrix, one of the reasons The Matrix movie is so successful and so popular is because it really does depict what is going on in the world around you, right? It does. If you've never seen The Matrix movies, I would encourage you, watch The Matrix, okay? I think there was three of those movies, but they're all good. But the first one was just, oh, it's so good. But anyway, right? In that movie, you had the people... There was everyday life. And then you have the main character who's his name is Neo. Right. Which is also the word one. If you think about it, it's actually N-E-O-O-N-E. -E, right. It's it's a play on words. But he he later on finds out that he's the one. Right. And uh, somebody reached out to Neo and is like basically like, hey, do you feel like the world you live in? Like, it's not really real. Like, it's. It's real, but it's not really real. Like there's something else like just beyond the fringes, but you can't really put your finger to it. Like you can see it, but you can't see it. So he invites him to this meeting. He offers him two pills. It's like you can take this. It was a red and a blue pill. You take this pill, right? You just go back to living your life the way it was. But if you really want to know the truth, take this other pill. And once you take this pill, you can't unknow what you know. There is no going back for you. 
So he took that pill. <laughs> he wanted to know the truth, right? And what happened, what, what, what ended up happening was he took that other pill and he woke up inside of like some type of a pod and everything was different. Right. Well, and what was happening was he could really see the world as it was. It, it, it wasn't the world that he knew was basically a construct. Right. It was like an evil construct. This these uh, artificial intelligence had like taken over the world and it was like an evil construct. And they were using humans as batteries, basically. So the humans were inside these pods and they're connected. And I mean, that's just how they live from from birth to death. And the matrix, the world that they knew was basically like a dream. It just kept them docile. So they think they're doing stuff, but they're really not doing stuff. There was just anyway, sit, anyway, sitting in there. So anyway, this is this is my point, right? My point is this, right? Don't get it twisted because it, it, it looks like one thing. But it's really another thing, right? So it looks like, yeah, Satan is running this and he's doing that and da-da-da. It's like, okay, yeah, he's the god of this world system. But this ain't it this ain't even really the real of it, right? This is just a temporary construct, right? Jesus is gonna reset everything. He's gonna reset everything. This world is temporary. This existence is temporary. But if you really want to know. Going back to what I said about being slaves, right? If you're not in the movie, what happened was anyone that hadn't taken that pill, so they woke up and could really see what was going on, they were open vessels. In other words, these things, these computer programs called agents, these enemy agents, they literally could go in any of the anybody, anybody that was not unplugged from the matrix, so to speak, was an enemy. The enemy could just, boom, they popped in those people. Lickety split, right? You never know who, you know what I'm saying? You pass by the little old lady, you turn around, next thing you know, it's an agent with a gun in your face, right? Why? Because that lady was not unplugged. She was a part of the matrix still. She was really a slave to um, those enemy agents and the computer, the enemy program that was running everything, right? That is exactly how it is in truth. In the real life, right? There's those that have been unplugged from the matrix. They are connected to Jesus Christ. They're no longer in the world, right? They're, I mean, they're in the world, but they're not of the world. The Bible says that they've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, right? And then you have everybody else, right? And if you're not, I'm here to tell you, if you're not a Christian, I never. my point is not to offend you. Please understand that. And again, this this podcast is for mature believers. It is for mature Christians. I, I put it on there, but if people wander in, then I know you didn't really wander in. You're not here by accident, right? Or by mistake or coincidence. The Lord brought you here to listen to this message. If you're listening to this message and you are not a Christian, there is only one reason why you are listening to this particular message and it is because there is a god his name is jesus all gods are not the same jesus is god and he wants you to hear this message because he wants you to understand who your god really is satan is your god amen if you're not plugged into jesus christ there is no middle ground for humans we're humans. There is God who is Jesus who made everything. And then there is Satan 
who was an angel of his, an archangel, and decided he he was going to try and take over heaven. He deceived a third of the angels with him, and they waged war. <laughs> they waged a war. These created beings waged a war against God who created everything. Of course they lost. They got kicked out, right? They're, they got kicked out. The world, why, why would such a loving God make a, make a world like this? God didn't make the world like this. They made the world like this. And they're, and they're going to be destroyed for it. And this world is going to be destroyed. And everybody that is not plugged into Jesus Christ is going to be destroyed. So when I say that if Jesus Christ is not your God, then you are a slave to Satan, that is the truth. You may not want to hear that. You may, I would never serve Satan. I would never serve the devil. I'm here to tell you, you've been deceived, right? You've been deceived. Okay, so listen to this message. All right, now back to the overall message. So listen, right? The Lord is setting in place his people. Why? Because there's a great harvest of souls and it's time to get the souls before Jesus comes and removes his people from this world. That's what's going on. Now, the Lord is working on hearts through the Holy Spirit. So one of the things that must be addressed, these secret hindrances to the blessing is forgiveness. Oh, it's forgiveness. Now, now, you know, some of you may say, well, you know, yeah, you know, I forgive everybody. You know, people do things and eh, people do stuff. I, I forgave them. But did you really forgive them? See, there's did you really forgive them? Did you did you really do the work that it takes to forgive these people? Because you may just have said, oh, this person hurt me. I forgive them, Lord. But what exactly are you forgiving them for? Did you you know what I'm saying? So, for example, for those of you that are parents, if you have children, if you have children, you know, I have kids. They're they're adults now. Right. I, they're they're grown up now. But um, but when they were younger, so like if they did something. If they did something to like another kid, right. They, they had a fight with another kid or something. You said, well, hey, 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 like, don't do that, right? What, oh, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? Um, You know, you see the look on their face. Like, they were just saying sorry because they didn't want to get in trouble. You know, they wanted to keep playing or whatnot. But they really didn't understand it. So them saying they were sorry, it, 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 didn't, really, it didn't really mean anything. It didn't mean nothing, right? I'm sorry because, you know, he took my stuff. No, see, you ain't even sorry. Yet. You don't even know why you're sorry, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of the same with forgiveness, right? If somebody does something to you, you, you really need, there's different facets. Okay, there's different facets of forgiveness, right? So first part is, you know, you recognize what was done to you. And wait, let's, let's read the scripture. The scripture says, here we go in Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. 
This is huge. This is huge. Because every human trespasses. In other words, every human has broken God's commandment and is in need of forgiveness. This is why we all need Jesus. Even if you think you're a great person, hey, you're a great guy, hey, you're a great gal, you don't do evil to people. You, you've never hurt anybody. You, 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 you know, you don't, you don't do this and you don't do that. Even you, you still need a savior because why? It is not humanly possible to perfectly walk out the Ten Commandments. It is not humanly possible. You will sin. If you even think of lusting after somebody, you just broke the commandment. If you've taken anything that didn't belong to you, even if it was a paperclip, even if it was a, a pencil or an ink pen from your, from your job, and oh, you weren't trying to steal it, but it wasn't yours, you took it, you stole something. If you ever said anything that was not true, Guess what? You lied. You've broken the commandments of God. And the Bible says whoever is guilty of breaking one commandment is guilty of breaking them all. And the punishment for that is death. It's death. That's it. There's no arbitration. There's no negotiation. You broke the commandments of the Most High God who is holy and created all creation. You're guilty. And because of that, you need to be forgiven. And the scripture says, Right. Again, basically. If you forgive people that did something wrong to you. Right. They trespass against you. They break. They broke your laws, basically. Right. If your your sins will be forgiven. The fact that you broke God's commandments, he'll forgive you. But oh, if you're not going to forgive other people. Right. You think about whatever they've done, whatever they've done to you and however bad it was, it does. I'm not minimizing it, but it does not equate to the offense that you made and that I made by breaking the laws of a holy and just God who created all creation and loves us. We broke his laws. We need forgiveness. OK, so. I just wanted to put that out there as a backstory, because if you're thinking that you don't need no forgiveness, you've been deceived. You need forgiveness, sir. You need forgiveness, ma'am. I need forgiveness. We need forgiveness. Right. So anyway, well, number, number one thing is you need to acknowledge the offense. OK, hey, this person stole from me. They stole from me. Oh, I was kind to them and they they double they they double crossed me. They they stabbed me in my back. They tried to do this, they tried to do that. Hey, somebody tried to steal my youngest daughter when I was much younger. I mean, these people were in the church, supposedly, ministers, supposedly. But what they did, they <laughs> they wanted a kid themselves. They had a kid that was like, I don't know, maybe nine or ten. The woman wanted another child, but didn't want to get pregnant, didn't want to ruin her girlish figure. They devised a plan to get my child. Amazing, but true. Went, went to the authorities, devised a plan, right? And thank God for the Holy Spirit who let us know what was going on. They hatched a plan and it did cause troubles, but they didn't get my child though, right? 
But what they did was so vile. It was so evil and hurtful. And it, it would have been hurtful if it had come from anybody. But the fact that it came from somebody in the church, the, the, the fact that it came from, from a minister, someone that was supposed to be helping me, and these people was really just trying to help themselves to my child, let alone, and this is my miracle baby. This is the one that the Lord healed in the womb miraculously, right? Oh, no, you know, that's some layers of hurt there. So first thing first, you got to acknowledge, Lord, these people did this to me. Write it down in a journal, right? Write it down. They did this. They stole it. They, they, they tried to do this. They tried to do that. Okay, next thing is, how did it make you feel? What did it trigger in you? What did it make you feel, right? And, and you got to own it. It made me feel angry. It made me feel sad. It made me feel this. I felt this. I felt that. And be honest. Don't try and do it. Don't think you're going to do it in like five seconds. Oh, yeah, I, made, I felt angry. That's not good enough. Why did you feel angry? What did they do? They violated you. You know, they, they, they betrayed your trust. What, what was it that they did to you? Because anger is usually a derivative of something else, right? Anger is usually a byproduct of fear or hurt or something else. So you got to dig a little bit deeper. And this is why I said, like, if you just said a generic, I forgive, you know, omni domni, and the neighbor is usually like, omni domni, it is done, right? That don't work. <laughs> Acknowledge what's going on. Acknowledge the offense. Acknowledge how you felt, right? Acknowledge that, right? And then you, then what you do is you ask the Lord to forgive them. Make a list. Shout out to Dr. Cynthia. I told you, Doc, I was going to give you a shout out. My trauma psychologist, she's amazing. A woman of God, yes. But so anyway, make a list. <laughs> make a list of these people that have offended you. Make a list of these people that have rejected you. Make a list of these people that have stolen from you. They hurt you. They did something to where they hurt you. They, they've offended you in some way. They rejected you. They broke your heart. They stole your boyfriend. They stole your girlfriend. They slept with your wife. They slept with your husband. You know, they, they embezzled money. You helped them out and gave them a job and they stole from you and went to, went to Bermuda with your money, whatever it is. And even if it's as small as I caught them stealing a pencil from my company. A pencil. I mean, if that's you, you may also have some other issues that you need prayer for. I'm just saying. But uh, <laughs> whatever the offense is, man, you got to write it down. And you bring those people to the foot of the cross and you ask the Lord to forgive those people for the things that they did and that you forgive them. See, then you can really ask why, because yeah, you acknowledge what was done. And, and then you acknowledge on the inside of you, the wound. That's really what it is, right? It's not so much like how you felt. Yeah, you, you do need to talk about that. But what you're really acknowledging is the wound. Like when you were a little kid, oh, you fell down. You, 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 you scraped your, you know, the palm of your hand. It's bleeding or it's, it's not bleeding, but it was scraped up pretty badly. And it looks like it's going to bleed. What'd you do? You run to your mom. Mommy, mom, mommy. Oh, what's the matter, Mike? 
I fell off the swing. Eh, I fell. Oh, look, I got an alley right there. Look, look, look. You stick your hand. Look right there, right there, Bob. Put kiss it, please kiss it, Bob. Right? Right? Oh, it's better now, Ma. Thank you, Mommy. Right? <laughs> it's that. So it's like, hey, this little boy pushed me off the swings. Boom. There's the offense. This is what happened. I acknowledge it. And then what happened? Because he did this, I fell and I scraped my palm of the hand. It's almost bleeding, mommy. Look, it hurts me. Look right there, right? Now you're acknowledging the hurt, you know? <laughs> it hurt. I was so, I was scared. I was mad. I wanted to hit him back or whatever, right? You're acknowledging what you felt. You're acknowledging the hurt. Now, once that's done, it's like, you 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 can be healed. <laughs> Your mommy can kiss the boo-boo, as we used to say, right? It's going to be okay. It's going to be better, right? You take it to your parent. You take it to your dad. You take it to your father in heaven. Father, so-and-so did this to me. Oh, when they did that, they betrayed my trust. I felt so hurt. I felt so angry. I felt so violated. Father, I wanted to, I wanted to kill him. I wanted to beat him up. I wanted to, you know, throw him in jail or run him over my car or whatever. And you might think this is extreme, but look at the book of Psalms. Isn't this how David talked to the Lord? David, David was all the way live, as we say. David did not play, right? David was a, a, a man after God's own heart. And one of the reasons I believe that God said it is because David was transparent with the Lord. David just told the Lord stuff, right? Oh, you know, may, may you chop their heads off. May all their children be born into slavery and this and that and the other. It's like... Whoa, David, right? But David was righteous. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So some there was some there was a dynamic going on in between him and the Lord that maybe today we just don't understand. But he was righteous, okay? But that's he was honest about he was honest with the Lord about what was in his heart. There's no sense in trying to front, as we say in America. Why are you fronting? Why are you putting on an image? Why are you faking the funk like God can't see what is inside your heart? You say, I have no sin in me. God's looking right at you and it's like, you lying, number one. <laughs> you was born in sin, number two. I can see inside your heart and I see the stuff that you don't even realize is in there. You have sin. You need forgiveness. So first things first, acknowledge what was done to you. Second thing, acknowledge the feeling. Third thing, ask God for forgiveness. And then this is powerful. So that was a secret hindrance, that forgiveness. Because you may have think, you may have thought that you did it, but you ain't really do it. You just kind of did like a topical thing, which really wasn't enough. Because see, the poison, unforgiveness is a poison, Right? <laughs> and it goes down deep. So that little that little act of forgiveness that you did, that I did, see, that wasn't enough because the poison already got down deep enough. That means it's still in there and it's creating a hindrance, a secret hindrance to your blessings. So sometimes you may wonder why I'm not receiving a blessing. I'm not even an act of sin. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. So what's going on? It could be. It could be that there is some unforgiveness in your heart that hasn't been properly and adequately and effectively and efficiently dealt with. Come on. Right. It doesn't mean that you didn't say a prayer and say, oh, Father, I forgive this person. 
Doesn't mean you didn't say that, but that also doesn't mean that you've forgiven him properly, effectively, efficiently, right? It, it, deeply enough, it, you, it doesn't mean that you did that. And if you didn't do that, then the poison is still inside you. And it's blocking you from getting your blessings. Well, I'm here, I'm here to tell you today, revisit these things. And now here's the, here's the secret power, like the secret benefit of forgiveness is not just that you get your blessings. It's not just that, oh, we're going to deal with that poison in our hearts and that's going to get removed. Oh, no, no. You know how the Lord God does it. You know how he does it. There's so many layers to the blessing. Oh, man. Listen, when you thank, the next, the next step is, be grateful and thankful for what they did to you. And you may say, what do you do? What are you talking about? This person abused me. This person molested me. They did this. I, I, will not, I will not be thankful for what they did to me. I will not be grateful for what they did to me. What they did was an evil thing. Yes, it was. It was that. But what you, what you don't understand is, all of the things that have led up in your life to this point right now, they have made you a particular type of person, right? And maybe, maybe, maybe without the part that those people contributed to you, right? What they contributed in your life, you wouldn't be the type of person that you am today for good or bad. And you may not even be in, in a place before God. You may never have even met the Lord. You just don't know. But they did contribute something to you because God is sovereign. The Lord, God is sovereign. Your footsteps are ordered. It was allowed to happen. You say God wouldn't do something like that. The devil is a liar. Yes, he would. Look at Job, <laughs> right? Look at Joseph, right? Look at Joseph. Joseph was a child and the Lord was showing him them dreams. How could he show Joseph those dreams that there, his whole family would bow down before him? He's obviously knew what was going to happen in Joseph's life. And he orchestrated, he allowed some things he did, some things he allowed. But in all of these things put together, it brought Joseph, the man of God, smack dab in the middle of God's favor, where he's standing before Pharaoh during an, an up during an upcoming famine, right? Standing before him, interpreting the dream and receiving the blessing and the promotion that God created him to walk in before he was ever born. So don't you tell me, and please don't you dare believe for one second that the Lord God is not sovereign that he didn't know what was going on with you when all of that stuff was happening, that he didn't love you because he didn't intervene and make those wicked people stop doing what they did or just make them to not do it all together. You have to understand all things work for the good of those that love the Lord. You have to understand moving forward as a mark of maturity, amen, that the Lord is and, for, and has always been and will forever be sovereign, 
and ate, a, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a chestnut doesn't fall off the tree without the Lord knowing it and allowing it. He is sovereign over all things. And that includes me and that includes you, brother, and you, sister. Amen. So therefore, we can choose to be thankful. We can choose to be grateful, right? Now, it might sound harsh, like my dad was murdered when I was 10 years old. He was murdered, right? The guy held him up at gunpoint, said, give me all your money. He gave him all his money. The dude shot him anyway. Why? He told my mom when he was in the hospital dying. Why, Belinda, why did he, why did he shoot me? I gave him the money. Why did he do this? Right? Hurt my entire family. We were all wounded in some, in our own different ways. Right? But I can honestly say at some point when I did forgive that man and prayed for him and acknowledge the hurt and the fear and what was brought on me and on my family and on my, you know what I'm saying? Then I could be like, wow, I can see how the Lord God allowed that to shape me into the type of man that I am today. And where even my own biological father, I didn't know who that man was until like maybe like four or five years ago. And he lied to me then and was still trying to manipulate and, you know, acting like he didn't know I existed and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. But when I look back, I'm like, wow. God allowed that. I mean, I, it is very important to me to be a, 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 an effective, loving father. It is very important to me to be a man of integrity. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's very important for me to protect my family. It's very important, these things. But if those things hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be this man that I am now to execute God's will in, in such a way that he created me to do. This is what I'm saying. And you take back power. You empower yourself when you forgive and when you're grateful and you're thankful. And by being grateful and thankful, that also allows you to have mercy for this person because you don't know what their situation was. The person that killed my father, I know he was on drugs. I know that. But who knows what, what his situation, who knows how he got there? But see, the Lord knows and the Lord has mercy for all. And this is why he calls us to not judge. There's only one that's worthy to judge. And that's the Lord, because he knows everything you don't know. I don't know. We just see the effect. We see the after effect. Somebody, you know, slept with my husband. Somebody slept with my wife. Somebody did this. And they're horrible things. I'm not saying they're not. They're horrible things. They're evil things. There's wicked things. But you can be grateful. Right? You can be grateful. You can be thankful. You know, I'm not pleased that somebody murdered my dad. I am grateful, though, Lord that it was allowed. Why? Because it made me who I am today. And I'm closer to you today because of that. My father was murdered. Now you bless me with a father that can never be murdered. My biological father didn't even acknowledge me. To the day he died, he, he wouldn't say that he was my dad, even though I looked just like the man. <laughs> Look, just, he wouldn't say it. I have a father now that will never disown me. I have a father who would never say, you ain't my son. Come on now, he sent his own son to die for me. Hallelujah, that's how much my father loves me. And this is why I'm so close to, right? So if I didn't have those things happen to me in my past, we run a little long here today, but 
See, I wouldn't be the man that I am today for the Lord. I would not. So that's my point to you, right? So that's it in a nutshell, right? Secret hindrances to the blessings. There may be a part two, three, four, five. I don't know. But this one particular secret hindrance is forgiveness. So first, acknowledge the action that was done, what they do to you, right? Oh, the little boy pushed me off a swing. Acknowledge the hurt. Acknowledge the hurt. Acknowledge how you felt. Acknowledge the hurt. Uh, I fell and then I scraped my hand. Mm, mom, look at, look at, kiss it, right? Make it better, right? Forgive. You write their names out on a list. Write them all out. You tear that page out. You, you, you give it before the Lord. You pray for the Father, forgive these people for what they've done. Please forgive them. When you say that, that's sufficient. Why? Because you already did the inner work. It's sufficient. OK, then you choose to be thankful for these people and grateful. And even for what was done to you, what was allowed to you. Right. Because something was contributed. And even if it was something evil, when they'll see when the Lord delivers you from that thing, guess what? He's going to have you turn around because that bondage was allowed. But then he sets you free and then he's going to send you back. To help people that were locked up in the same bondage that you were. Don't you see that? So that's the whole thing right there with forgiveness. Okay? Okay? Remember, right now the Holy Spirit is being poured out in such a way as like never before. The blessings coming, 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 coming. But you don't want yours to be held up because, you know, you're looking around your brothers and sisters getting promoted, getting exalted. Their horns are being exalted. And you like... Mm, why am I still here? I ain't moving up. What's going on? It could be that you have not dealt with unforgiveness. Okay, that's it, man. I love y'all so much. Um, yeah, I love you, love you, love you. I, I, I know if you do this, it's going to help. It's going to help. I'm so excited for you. So anyway, hey, always remember, right? Submit yourself unto God, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.